Hi, I'm Sandy Powell. Welcome to the Roundtable. Now, I've got some good information for you guys today. This is one of those informative shows, one that, uh, you know, if you hadn't had the opportunity to purchase a home or you don't know quite how to get, you know, navigate it through how to purchase a home, I've got an expert for you. I have on my couch my very own good friend, Miss Jackie Leonard. And I want you all to just give her a good hand while you're at home doing it. Real quick. Just give her a good clap, clap, clap. She is a guru in her field. And I thank you for being here to give us some more details, some highlights on how we can navigate in this thing that a lot of us are afraid to even yes. touch. Yes. It's, it's, and, you know, mainly it's because we, it just seems so big. Yeah. And it requires so many moving parts to make it work that we freeze at the thought of purchasing a home. Yes. So what I like to tell buyers, because you can you can feel Mm-mm. when they're in, if they're tense, uh, we, I was trained to watch body language. Mm-hmm. Um, we were trained that in uh, to help us on safety issues. Right. That if you're in a location, like an open house by yourself, to n- notice people's body language. But it also helps when you're dealing with clients. So when I got, get my uncomfortable buyers, I ask this question. Where do you live right now? Right. You rent? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you find that place? They tell me. So, so basically, you knew you needed to rent. You found a place. You went and viewed it. It'll meet my needs. You signed a lease. Right. So, yeah. Same thing with buying a house. Yeah. It's, it's no... No big monster to be afraid of. I know. It sounds, you know, when you say it, it sounds simple. Right. And then when we start to try to put the moving parts yeah. to to make the thing go round and round. Right. right. Sometimes that can be a little intimidating. You have to have a, a financing. Right. You have to have, in some cases, down payment. And you have to have... Um, your, of course, your credit score. And I want to talk about all of those things because okay. all of those are the moving parts that a lot of people are apprehensive about yes. when it comes to buying home. Like the the top of the thing is, you know, financing. Of course, it's it's the money. Yes, it it, it is. But um, what has happened in recent years is it has been made a little easier. The credit score requirements have been lowered. Now, keep in mind, mm-hmm. lower score we got to have some other stuff going for us. Right. We some money. have strong savings. We need to have strong job history. Okay. Well, there are banks out there and mortgage companies that will loan on a 580 score. Really? Right today. 580 score. So let's just do a, an imaginary client. Okay. 580 score. What type of money are they looking to have to have with a 580 score? Just on a $150,000 home. If, is that a such thing anymore? It is. <laughs> and that's something I want to get to also. Okay. But yes, it is such a thing. <laughs> Matter of fact, I have a wonderful home not oh. far from here. All right, y'all better, 35. y'all better keep looking. Yeah. All right. So, um, so on that, you're, I would suggest anyone who's got below 620 to really have three to five months of what your estimated payment would be 
sitting in savings or sitting in 401k or sitting in something that can be liquidated. The mortgage company needs to see that if I close on this house today and my company shuts down tomorrow, I have access to pay my mortgage, mortgage. until I find another job. Exactly. So you need to think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Even if you have over 620, you still should have one to two payments minimum sitting in the bank. So when I started years ago, I've been doing this 25 years. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. I started when I was two. Uh, <laughs> like that. Uh, when I started back then, I had uh, I was blessed to have one of the best brokers you could ever have is our, our mayor's father. Oh, wow. Barry Henderson. Oh, wow. Our mayor taught me in my real estate class. Is that- so we, I've been knowing Mayor Henderson for 25, 26 years. But the foundation that was laid for us in I had uh, seasoned agents who also took me under their wings. Right. And one of them said, if somebody doesn't have savings, they really shouldn't buy a house. And I thought she was being very mean. Very cold, very callous. And it wasn't until about 10 years later Mm. that I realized the American dream of owning a home is for everyone. Right. But we have to make sure that we've done the preparation. Right. To get there. Right. So we, we, we have to have something. We can't go from paycheck to paycheck in an apartment and then go to a house because what if we take you to your max? Mm-hmm. You've closed on your house. You're making your mortgage payment. Two tires go flat. That's right. There goes the budget. It's not meeting anymore. Right. And so that's where that savings comes in place to be able to yes. do what you need to do and yes. not miss a beat on your right. mortgage payment. Because it does weigh very heavily it on does. you when you miss those payments or something like that. I wanted to say on that, when I was talking about, you know, when your score is 580 mm-hmm. and you got to have at least, you said at least what, five, Three, maybe five months of what your estimated mortgage payment. So if I had, let's say a $1,500 mortgage, I should have about 4,500 to 6,000 saved up and not just automatically in that account, like out of nowhere poop, but it needs to have had a history of being there. Is that, is that right. something? You... That's, that's, I'm glad you said that. See, I know a little something on that part. Uh, the banks don't like money just appearing. That's right. It has to be what they call seasoned, meaning uh, John is about to buy a home. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're John's parents and you want to gift them and that's the term mm-hmm. forty five hundred to six thousand dollars. Then okay, mm-hmm. because there will be a paper trail. But the one who's gifting, and this is where we started having a problem. Right. If you, as the parent, gift that money to someone, they need to see your bank statement. Oh wow! Yeah. Now they want to make sure that you're financially, and this is just not a swap out, just for the moment, just to get Johnny the house, right. and then. Okay. See, a lot of this stuff, this is the stuff that get people a little... That, uh, I I talk with, I I try to have a working relationship with whatever loan officer the buyer Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. using. Right. But we have some loan officers to where it's just work that we do a lot of business with them. Mm -hmm. And so we let them know, 
we want you to educate the buyer. Mm -hmm. And so when you bring up the word gift, you're dealing with someone who does not deal in our industry. Explain it like you're explaining it to a three-year-old. Right. And they need to understand because they're hearing, oh, I can just get somebody to give me the money. Right. Not understanding that when you do that, that other person now has to agree to let you pull the and how far back in statements does the uh, the, the, no, the buyer, the, the buyer and the gifter need to go back in. The buyer needs to make sure that they have three months bank statements. Now, let me tell you, banks hate insufficient funds. Mm. They hate them. Because what that does is it gives a, it's a red flag that, oh, we got somebody's not managing their money well. Right. And so that may mean that we need to wait until that rolls off because they're going to want three months for the buyer. Right. The gifter can sometimes get away with one month, maybe two. Gotcha. Now, I've, I've seen companies ask, financial companies ask for Three years. Tax Bank. returns. Bank statements. Okay. Ask bank statement loan. For a bank mm-hmm. statement, mm-hmm. three years. So there's something that has come back around, and it's very good for our self-employed 1099 people. Uh, they're called bank statement loans. And you don't have to produce tax returns. You basically supply 12, 24, or 36 months of bank statements showing that you have this income coming in, and the bank will use that to determine, just like if you had a paycheck, because right. that is your paycheck. Right. So, wow. Yeah. So that it's a two-way to do it. Yeah. Is there any particular way that you could, like if I say, I don't want to do the bank statement, I just want to use my... My my 1099 or my, you know, my my tax returns. Yes, you can do that. So self-employed can just say, I'm going to give you uh, my 1099 and here are the tax returns for the last two years. They want two years if you're self-employed. And so my truckers really kind of um, get hit a lot with this because you'll find a lot of truck drivers who work for companies. Mm-hmm. And then they say, you know what? At the beginning of the year. I'm stepping out to be an independent. Right. So while you were working for that company, you were a W-2 employee. Right. They just needed your last W-2 and tax returns. Now you've changed over to become an independent. You are a 1099. And now you may have to wait two years if you to get that that 1099 route. But with the bank statement loan, you may not have to wait that long. See, this is the part that I think where you become important yes. in the home purchasing process because you kind of explain it to us where it starts to get a little, for yeah. us, you know, we just, you know, we're whirling now because right. our mind is trying to wrap around right. all of this stuff that you have been doing for 25 years. Right. We're trying to do this in, what, what 45 days? Yes. <laughs> yes. So it, it becomes important for us to lean and depend on the expertise of the realtor right to get and navigate through this thing yes. you you said something about the purchasing of the home like it, now it's a little bit different when it comes down to yeah so i'm going to use a term called delayed gratification okay tell me so we are uh 2020 to about 
April of 2022 was the most unusual market in real estate. Even right before the bubble burst back in 08, that was a very good market, but it was nothing like this recent time. Right. Uh, I had one client, I only had one, who closed on a 30-year fixed mortgage at 1.99% interest. Wow. Had a lot of 2% and a whole lot of threes. Right. We know that. Right. So people were able to get big, big houses and have smaller payments. We are not in a slow market. We are back in a normal market. But if people don't remember because we've had such low rates for right. so long, they don't remember. But when I started 25 years ago, Prime had just moved from 10% to 9 Oh, And we were still selling houses. Still. Still. So delayed gratification means um, we were having a conversation where the guy said, well, you know, my, my friend just bought a house in Fort Mitchell in uh, January of 2022, and they bought it for three fifty, and it's like five thousand square feet. That was a different world, yeah. And so it's not so much. And that I heard a um, a loan officer who came to our office yesterday, mm. and he said, "Interest rates are like the weather. Mm. We can't do anything about them. Mm. So let's move forward, and let's get you in what you need to have, right." Let's base it on what is your desired payment. So the delayed gratification comes in with, and we always, I train all of the agents to ask this, what are your needs and what are your wants? Your needs are your non-negotiables. Right. So you know if it's just you, then you could really get away with two bedrooms just right. to have one for a guest. Right. But you like three. So the need column says two. Two. But the want column says three or more. Right. We have to help buyers to understand that it's, it is more beneficial to focus on your needs because no matter what, buying is going to always be better than renting. It and is. All of your viewers will know the rent is going up and up. Every time you up. sign your lease, Yes, ma'am. They have the option yes. of going. And I know personally of uh, people who are paying close to $2,000 in rent. Oh, I can show you something that's paying 3500 in rent. See, that's why I'm thankful for my house. Well, I believe everybody can own a house. I believe everybody should own a house. Right. Um, if you were to buy a house now, just say with someone who has a child in kindergarten. Right. If you were to buy that house now and say two, three years, five years, seven years, you want to move, keep that home. Mm -hmm. That home can pay for that child's college education or whatever they want to do by the time they're ready to graduate. That is built in generational wealth. So you start with your needs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you just don't sell it. And, and we we can help anybody to do that. So with the delayed gratification, let's focus on what is a comfortable payment. And you started out asking, is there such a thing as a $150,000 house? Do they exist anymore? And if they do exist, 
are they all fixer-uppers or they are not? So let's go back to the example of the needs and want. And I have someone where it's, let's just say it's two people. Mm -hmm. If you get a home that has only one bath or one and a half bath, if you buy it from the mindset of this is wealth building Mm -hmm. and I'm only going to be here year, two, three years, you're already in a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment that you've been there for three or four years. We've made it work. We've made it work. So why not come out of the apartment into something that's going to belong to you, that's going to give you equity and also give you a tax break, and it's going to build wealth. That's right. I tell people all the time, the real estate market can go up or down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They aren't making any more dirt. That they aren't making anymore. It's not. So it's always going to be a good investment. Right, right. You have people out there who who disagree with me, and that's their prerogative. But real estate will always hold a value that it can start that's generational right. wealth. And I was thinking about this because um, when you said about keep a, even if you buy another home, mm-hmm. keep this uh, this original home because it can become something that can help pay for other things. Right. Plus, it can be the jump start for your children yes. in their first home. But they can you give them a place to help them what we call stack, mm-hmm. build a yes. you know build money and and right. save for their very own home without them hurting or feeling the pinch of the market that's going on around them. Correct. So I I think that own home ownership is important. And that's why I got you sitting here because there are a lot of people, like I said in the beginning, that just don't know how to get there. Don't know how to and so one of the components in there, we got the credit score thing that we, we talked about. The credit score, what's the what's a good credit score without a lot of hassle? You want to definitely be over, I would say 650, but I'm going to push it to 680. You can get a loan right now without hassle at 640. There are some mortgage companies that you can get a loan without a hassle at 620. Wow. So it's it's all about knowledge. So that's why I'm so glad that you're doing this. Because the step one is for them to come to us. I'm going to say that. That's right. Because we have knowledge to help people get from where you are right. to where you need to be. Right, right. And most people are ashamed of their credit score. So yes. I'm going to help you not be ashamed. Help us out. My husband and I um, were looking, and, and keep in mind now, I've been doing real estate, let's see, that we're 23. I have been doing real estate for 22 years in 2020. Right. And we had bought a house before the real estate bubble burst. Right. We lost that house. Wow. So we rented from 2009 up until 2020. I'm helping people get into houses left and right. But because I was me, I was ashamed and was afraid to try to be approved. I never tried. And so in 2019, my husband said, it's time for a spy house. So we went to... Uh, this gentleman at the Sonovas down off of Victory Drive. Yeah. He looked at our credit. He said, this is what I need you to do. This was two weeks before COVID hit. Oh, my goodness. And so we went and we did what we were supposed to do. So this was like the second week of March. By doing a couple of things that he told us to do, 
from the 2nd of March to around the beginning of May, our scores increased 50 points. We were approved for the home. We closed on our home in July of that same year. Wow. It's, it is a fear that is just, it should not be there. And I, I think you're absolutely right because I have had, you know, people that came and speak, spoke to me to include family members, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's the first thing. I don't want people to see how bad yes. my, you know, my yes. score is. I don't want to see, you know, people yeah. see how badly I've maybe mismanaged or misunderstood how to manage my finances. Right. And that's the thing that you're saying. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Do not. Let someone look at it. Let someone look at it because I have put people in homes who I, we're working with a young lady right now mm-hmm. and she had already convinced herself she could not buy a house. Right. I sent her to the mortgage company. Her score is in the high sixes. I'm like, baby, what are you talking about? She cried because she was so happy and just had convinced herself that I can't do anything. So when I send a a buyer to the mortgage company, I tell them, I don't care what they tell you, you call me back. So I've had them to say, well, they said we can't do anything right now. Well, that's good. Now we know what we're working towards. Right, right. You didn't know before. We know what we need to do. Let's tackle this thing and let's get it done. And mortgage companies, loan uh, loan officers are so uh, educated now with credit restoration They can look at your score and say, I need you to go pay this down to this, go and get uh, a store card, go and get a secured visa. And in less than 90 days, those scores are sometimes 100 points higher. And this is all because, you know, we 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 shed this fear jacket and we just take the steps to go toward it. And shame. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. You know, because I think the biggest thing is, is that, you know, with us is our society, you yes. know, this mindset that, you know, we try to be big in the eyes of people. Yes. You know, and I think we need to shed that. That way we, we can to. get the help that we need in purchasing a home. Because I think right. it's important. Yes. To have home ownership. Yes. For me, I think that it's important, especially when you have a family. Yes. If you have a family and you're like, if you're single. I mean, you could have a home as well, but if you're single and you're not done traveling, you want to do some things in life and, and home stationary is not your thing. Okay. But if you have, I think, a family, I think you need to put some roots somewhere. Yes. So let me go back to what you just said. Mm. If you're single and you're going to be traveling, say you're a traveling nurse, mm-hmm. I would say buy a house in every city that you work. Really? If you're in the military, Buy a house in every place that you're stationed. You are building wealth. I got you. See, most investors, whether they will, uh, if they weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth, they became investors by buying a home, living in it, keeping it and moving to the next. So now the equity that's built in this one and my good payment history has allowed me to move here. I don't need another down payment. I can pull it out of this. The tenant is going to pay my note down for me. Then when I'm ready, how about, yeah, I just moved to a house that I really like. I don't want to move anymore, but I want to buy some more property. I pull the equity out of what I already own and buy other properties. 
I I think I know people who do this, and they they should, mm-hmm. they should. That's well, y'all don't listen to me. Uh, don't look. I, I I do the round table. <laughs> I don't do home. <laughs> this is the lady. That's why I have her here because she knows you know what we don't understand. Yeah. Uh, and I think that you're right down when it comes down to owning home in multiple places. Mm-hmm. You have to have somebody to manage this. Yes. Is this where also? Yes. So we, I am connected. I tell people all the time, I can sell you a house anywhere in the world because it's the truth. I can sell you, if someone were to call me today and say, I think we're going to take a job in Japan, I can sell them a house in Japan. Because of your license. That and my connections. So the same with property management. You are a traveling nurse and you just left Kansas City. You say, okay, um, my contract's going to be up in a few months and I want to put this on as an Airbnb or I want to put it on as a rental. Then you give me a call and I help you find a good property management company in that area. Oh, so it's just that simple. And, and sometimes that can be, a well, most of the time it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a nightmare. I will not lie to you. <laughs> I will not sit here and lie to you. Because, because sometimes it can be. And you have to have a property management company that will say, um, I think it's time to sever the relationship with this tenant. And let's go ahead and put it back on the market and find somewhere else. And that that's very important. And I will teach them how to go about uh, finding a good property management company. Right, right. It is still the end game in mind. Right. And it may come a time that you've got five houses across the country that you may say, I'm going to another level in my investing. Mm. So I'm going to sell off three of these homes because I have the opportunity to get a big deal somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But without those homes, you might not have had the opportunity to do it. I think that what uh, when you're making this me feel a lot better about home purchasing and and I thank God for you. Uh, and I think it's important that people have someone that they can trust. Yeah. That that part, that part, because, sup, you know, we have to be real. Yes. Real estate agents are in trying to make a living. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get one that has a heart for their client or at least empathy for their client that you can, you can get messed up. So that was a big thing for me. Um, My husband would have wanted me to have opened my own company years ago. Fear kept me from doing it. And when he died in 2020, um, I got back into a comfortable place. I said, you know what? I'm dealing with a lot right now. So I'm just going to stay where I am. But God said, no, no, you, you getting out of here. So we, we opened, and I love my previous brokers right. uh, at Century 20. Right. Love right. them. Right. But when God has called you to a thing, who will you obey? Right. And so we started this thing and the agents who come to our company, we make it plain to them. We are a relationship company. We are not a transaction company. Right. So we that what that does is it frees us to be honest with you. Right. Right now, 
We need to do a little work. Right now, we need to put a little money aside. Let me help you with budgeting. Because I want to put you in the house and the call that I get from you about selling the house is because you want to put that money somewhere else, not because you're about to lose it. Right. Because right. no one took the time right. to look at you as a person. They've looked at you as a paycheck. That's right. That's right. And we are, we are so against that. Right. We are so against that. It is all about relationships. I think that that's one of the things that I think was great with you and I. Yes. You, uh, I'll be honest, she was my realtor in the purchasing of my first home. And uh, and I, I'm thankful that you were part of my process mm-hmm. because if I ever could say it was just no fight at all, it was just, it, it was almost a walk-in. Um, and it, I'm sure you probably don't remember because you've sold hundreds of houses. But for me, first-time home, uh, buyer, it's very, it's scary. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh previous military. Mm-hmm. We've always bounced around. So I, you know, I had, I had no roots anywhere. And then um, my manager at the time mm-hmm. said, it's time for you to buy a home. Mm-hmm. I called you, you, you called me like, um, I called you on a Tuesday, on a Thursday, you called me, there's a house. Just got on the market. Let's go look at it. Walked in the door. Right off the bat, knew it was my home. Yeah. And this was the most seamless purchase that I've ever done. Uh, I think from the time that I looked in the house, walked in the door, mm-hmm. to the closing date was less than 30 days. We did it in thirty less than 30 days. Yes. Um, VA loans, which is what you... I didn't. Uh, you did FHA. I did FHA. So FHA, you can do pretty quickly. Because the appraisal does not take, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and don't get me wrong, VA loans don't always take a while. Right, but the appraiser has a set number of days that right. they you have to give that to them if they decide to take it. Whereas FHA, they can go tomorrow. Well, you know, anytime you do anything with the military or the I should say governmental with the with the military, they have a uh, little extra steps, like with the VA loans. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, they do a little bit more, um, I guess want to say background or looking at things a little bit closer than, than I think that's what the process may be with them because it could be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But don't, don't let me sit here and, and give everybody um, uh, rainbows and sunshines. No rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> uh, there are some deals that are not as seamless. Right. I've been a part of them. Right. But I will tell you, our job as the realtor in this transaction Mm -hmm. is to try to do as much proactive work so that if we come up to Mm -hmm. a roadblock, Mm -hmm. we're good. We've prepared before. We're just going to go around it. Right. I think that's what, uh, because we did try to buy another home, Mm -hmm. and that was... The, needless it to say, the one for you. it wasn't. It, it didn't. It did not work the way we wanted. We we right. threw our hands up, right. and we said, "Okay, we'll we'll do this another day, another time," uh, because it was not as seen. Like you said, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a cakewalk. Uh, but I, I I won't let that stop me. I'm, I, we are going to try to purchase another home. Okay. Uh, yeah, we are. Okay. Um, because we're doing what you said. You know, yes. we're looking to keep a home. That's right. Build and just upon right. that. So. Uh, 
when I go to do it again with people who are self-employed, because you just talked about mm-hmm. that, I'm going to be looking at to get some things in order prior mm-hmm. to you, you know, with you maybe just right. to show me some ropes on how to get things in order. So when I get there, I think that was our biggest thing. We didn't know right. what to okay. anticipate. And so the the process, because like you said, the first one was seamless. Yes. And, and the second one was like, I, they want my firstborn. Yes. <laughs> they they want my firstborn, my yes. mother's maiden name. Yes. They want and a vow. A, a, a vow. That's no, they wanted a whole pint. Uh and I think we just got frustrated with the with the process and we just backed away from it. So we asked buyers to come and see us first. Mm. We like to do buyer consultations. Because it's in the consultation that we can set the expectation of how this is going to go from our meeting today to you getting the keys mm-hmm. in your hand mm-hmm. and helping you to understand. And along the way, we tell our buyers, you're going to come up with other questions. You're going to come up with different things. Let us know. One thing that I would really like to let buyers know, don't try to hide anything when you start this process. Mm-hmm. If you are... Uh, receiving income that is tracked by the by the government, let people know. If you are paying child support, alimony, whatever, let the loan. Let if the you're loan receiving start. that as well, if you're receiving it or paying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because many of the down payment assistance programs are based on the number of people in the household and the amount of income. Talk about that real quick before you go. Uh, the down payment assistance program. Yes. What is that? So the state of Georgia has one called Georgia Dream. Mm -hmm. Then you have one in the city of Columbus. And then you have different banks now that have 100 percent loans where you don't even need a down payment. Right. One of the more popular ones that I use is with Sonova's Bank, and it's called their AMP program. And it is a conventional loan. And your credit score only has to be 636. Mm. And there is no PMI on the loan. Really? Really, really. Yes, it is a wonderful program. All right, guys. The reason I know as much as I do about that program is because I have worn it out since I found out about it. Um, But there I'm seeing there are other banks that are coming up with them. You've got uh, CMG Mortgage. Don't some of the banks have to render this type of... Uh, so a CRA mm-hmm. or the Community Reinvestment Act, mm-hmm. they are required. Banks are to have some type of program in place. Um, but your mortgage companies also have 100 percent loans. I'm not as versed, but I have seen come across my desk some new ones that have come about. So that's why we asked the buyer to come to us first. Mm-hmm. We may not be the expert, mm-hmm. but we know the right. expert. Right. And based on your personality, we need to know which loan officers to recommend. We don't steer them anywhere. And if you don't have a relationship with a bank that you'd like to do your mortgage with, we do that. But the so like the Georgia Dream, it has to be paid back, but it doesn't have to be paid back until you either refinance the home. The home is no longer your primary residence or you sell the home. It just sits out there like a quiet second mortgage. Okay. Interest or anything on it. Uh, And that's my knowledge from about 30 days ago. So if anything's changed in the last 30 days, then we'll update. We're sorry about that. 
So this is uh, a no interest bearing. Okay. Wow. And it just sits there. And then there's also, uh, because I think it was Wells Fargo with me that I didn't have to do any down payment so with them. It, each bank has those programs. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Well, I my thing is go and get you a good realtor. You know, yes. Find you the yes. right person yes. that will assist you and give you information that's not out there just for the paycheck. I know they're out there for the, uh, you know, you're not just working for just because. Right, right. You know, you're trying to make an income. Yes. But you also have compassion and passion for yes. what you do. And it's a big difference between, I call them meat eaters and those who love, just like to eat meat. You know, you got a meat eater and then you go, I like meat, but, you know, I don't yeah. have to yeah. take people down in order to get what right. I want. And so I would say the vast majority of the realtor community are are good and they are compassionate they are i would like to say that many of the brokers are are taking the stance that we took that we we're we're relational mm-hmm. not transactional mm-hmm. uh, it matters how you treat mm-hmm. people it does you you have to think of this person as think of them as your 12 year old daughter right exactly right and i I want to say in my mind that that that's true, too. I want to make sure that everybody understands that people, um, I say people are who they are. Yes. You know, so. Yes. So. And they're in every. Remember that when you when you're picking your realtor. Yeah. They're in every profession. They're in every profession. Good and not so good. So just if it's not good. Walk away. Yeah. Find you someone who's passionate about what they're doing right. and passionate about helping you right. get your dream of, own, of owning a home. Right. I think that's important. Yes. And it's okay to break relationships, would you say? Oh, always. Yeah, walk away. Walk away because sometimes you can end up in a worse stat or status than you were before you got there. And I will say this because some people are probably wondering, well, how do I walk away? The agent or their broker of that company needs to have that conversation with them. Don't you do it. No. We cannot. It, we, if you're not in uh, a, a relationship with that buyer on paper, mm-hmm. you cannot advise that buyer. Gotcha. It is against the law. Okay. Does it happen? All the time. Yeah. But like my grandmother used to say, you might have gotten by, but you didn't get away. Not, I can get away with it. And I'd rather just do right. That's right. Then have to wonder. So it, it is legal for me to say, if you are thinking about ending a relationship, only that agent and their broker can tell you how that happens. Okay. Well, I'm glad that information, because I, I didn't yes. know that either. Uh, any other information that we're forgetting that is vital when it comes down to purchasing a home or owning a home? So I would say, number one, see the realtor. If you happen to go to the mortgage company first, that's great, too. Yeah. Then once you've found the home, have a home inspection. They need a home inspection. Now, that's, can we veer off the road and talk about this a little bit? Yeah. When it comes down to the home inspection, who should we trust? 
I would say in this Google world that you can Google home inspectors in my area. Should you take a should you take a uh, a referral like from your agent or you can take a referral from your agent? You could take a referral from someone who just bought a home who said I had the most amazing home inspector. That is perfect. Mm-hmm. It is fine. Mm-hmm. And if you are looking at purchasing right now, I would say go ahead and start gathering the names of the home inspector. Yeah. And you hadn't even started looking yet. You don't even know what you're qualified for. But at least you have the names. You can start doing your homework mm-hmm. so that when the time comes, oh, I've got who I want to use. I've already called, talked to him, had a good conversation, felt very good with the conversation. Mm-hmm. So when I'm ready, this is who I'm going to use. Okay. That, that's always great. Okay. So you got the home inspector that you got. What's the next thing? You're going to need to choose your home insurance company. And you have the right to choose either your home inspection, whoever you want to use, your home insurance company. I tell people to start with who they have their car insurance with or their renter's insurance. Because you can bundle and get a lower rate. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. But once you've gotten that rate, so say you've got your car insurance with State Farm. Mm-hmm. I would call the State Farm and say, I'm looking at buying this home. And you don't have to do this until you're under right. contract. Right. Because they're going to want some specific. Right. They're going to give you that price based on the bundle. Then you may call GEICO, Allstate, whoever. Ask for quotes. But don't just ask for the quote for the house because then you're not comparing apples to apples. Right. Let them quote you as a bundle with your house right. and, and your cars. cars. And you make sure that what you're covered in that you were offered in one, that you're getting those same prices. Wow. Okay. Tell me the number one thing that hinders the home owning process. For a while it had gone, but it has come back. Tax returns. Mm. Um, say I'm working at Total System. Yeah. And... I probably only have one child or no child at all. Right. I don't have to pay all these taxes. So I go to someone to do my taxes who's going to, like JJ used to say, find things. They're going to find a job for me, a a company for me. So Mm. now I do hair and I cut grass. Mm. And so now I have deductions that has helped me to break even or get money back. And so say my job at Total System pays me $55,000 a year. But in my new companies, I'm able to write off $25,000. So according to the mortgage industry, I don't make, I can't give you a house payment based off of 55. Now I have to give it to you based off 30 because you wrote off $25,000 worth of income. Oh, wow. That's the kind of response I usually get. And so we have to be careful because right now gratification may hurt you in the long run when it comes down to income and uh, having the ratio of income to expense. Yeah. So we're trying to save on taxes and I I get it. But um, we lied. We lied. And it always bites you in the butt, doesn't it? Every time, time, yeah, I'm telling you, every time. Oh, it always does. So So be honest on your tax returns. That that's a biggie. Because you're gonna have to go up to three years. Two 
two years, two years of tax returns. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be clean. It does. And so I've had people, not a whole lot of them, but I've had people who've had to amend their tax yes, returns yes. and take it back to the example of 55000 which means now I'm going to owe the IRS whatever with penalty. With penalty. That penalty point, I'm telling you, yeah. hurts. And so it's best that if you are, uh, so my husband and I were both uh, self-employed. Right. We knew in 2017, we're going to try for a house. Mm-hmm. So we knew our 2018 mm-hmm. and our 2019 taxes, we could not take as many legal deductions. Because had to fight the legal deductions. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had to uh, sacrifice and pay taxes because we wanted to show a max income. And we left legal deductions on the table that we we just chose not to because we wanted the option to go as high as we wanted to. Mm-hmm. So now when it was time to do 2020 and forward, we went back to taking our legal deductions. Which, okay, see that yeah. I wasn't even thinking of that in that sense. But yeah, that we just we just had to, to sacrifice for two years because we knew they'd want two years tax returns. Yeah. You know what? You have you have opened up my eyes and broadened my thoughts when it comes down to even what I know. Yeah. And I'm sure there are people that are watching this that are feeling a little bit easier. I so I, I think you have because you've made me think, you know, you know what? We may take another shot at this not too far from now. Right. Uh, at this homeowner thing. Now, this is the thing about me. I, I'm one of those folks that I got a low interest rate. <laughs> and the thought. And the thought of I having know. a remember it's just like the weather. We can't do anything about it. But what we are telling people is if you go ahead and get in with the five or the six, you always have the option to refi for lower. Yeah. You'll have more options with lower interest rates on refinances mm-hmm. that may come up in 12, 18 months. Right. So you may close at a six and a half. But 12 to 18 months from now, it may drop to four. And you've got that option. I, I'm going to jump in. Yeah. So I sacrificed for 12 to 18 months. Now I got a lower payment. Yeah, I, that's what I did. I actually did that from my original mm-hmm. um, mortgage. And I was able to refinance it and get a much lower. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not, I'm just not willing to give it up. You know, I'm not, mm, I'm holding on for dealer. Right. Well, yeah. even in that, because sometimes, you know, like you said, you wanted to do something and if you refinance, you you're able to maybe pull some of yes. the equity out of the yes. home. But I ain't, no, I can't now because they want they want more money. So right. I'm holding on. So those are the things that we got to think about, even when we are, uh, like you said, utilizing our investment mm-hmm. for maybe trying to do something more right. down with another home or something. You might lose that good interest rate, but you know you have to weigh your yes. You know, yeah. Weigh so your. here's something I would really like to say. We have many people who have filed bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. You can buy a house in bankruptcy. I know that. I used to work for the bankruptcy. There you go. Uh, and and yes, I have wrote many letters to many creditors. Right. See, if you're in Chapter 13, you just have to make 12 months of payments on time and you're eligible for that letter. Yep. If you filed Chapter 7 where you wiped everything out, you have to wait two years. Yes. But it's still not a show. Yes. It's not a showstopper. I, and I can attest to that 
having worked for the trustee's uh, office in uh, here in Columbus, Georgia. Yes, yeah, that's a fact. And I can call. You can buy a car. You can buy a house. Yes. I can attest to it because I was in bankruptcy. Yes, yes. yes and yes. had just finished when we bought this house. You can actually so, do that. You know, it, it's... It is not a case that I don't think we can't help. I hadn't met one in 25 years that I can't help. Y'all listening? Yep. Yeah. 25 years. Yeah. She's not met a case that she can't help. So your case is not that special. Nope. All we have to do is bring her. Yes. Or bring the person of your choice, your information, let them sift through it, see what needs to be done give you advice, you work it through, and you're on your way to purchasing a home or being home. I tell my clients, if you stick with me, I'll stick with you, and we'll get you in a house. See? We'll do it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jackie, I thank you so much. You are most welcome. Thank you for coming and yes, sharing your knowledge yes, and, and being so transparent. You yes. know, I appreciate that because I think this is the stuff that people can really kind of Woosa a little bit and say, yes. well, if she did it, I can do it. Right. And this is the part that right. I think about the round table I love. I love people feeling like I can do, do better. I yes. can be a better person. Amen. Yeah. So thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us. Uh, look, this is the time. Don't let this market scare you. Miss Jackie said, don't let it scare you. This is the time. Get out there. Find your dream home. Looking at the needs got your wants on the table but looking at your needs you can always upgrade that's right and you can always take it to another level when the market is a little bit better but in the meantime stop paying rent pay your mortgage own your home until next time just remember i love you god bless you when you pass for it's not what i asked for daddy displaying love what else could i 